The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm Peter Strachan. Welcome to this Stockhead Rock Yarn. Today, we're delighted to welcome back Ken Aitken into the studio to review Metgasco's forward drilling plan, about which they've released a report today, and also to review the recent Cooper Basin gas discovery and the plans to develop there. So, Ken, thanks for coming in today. You've put out an announcement on your Cervantes joint venture where you're planning to start to do some drilling for oil later in the quarter. What's the plan there? You've got a, a drilling rig ready to go? Peter, first of all, thanks for having me on your excellent podcast. Yeah, today we put out um, uh, you know, an excellent uh, release, even though I sent myself on. Uh, we've, we've worked hard to secure the environmental approvals for drilling the Cervantes 1 oil exploration well. Uh, and also to put in place uh, the, a contract with Enzyme, the Enzyme 970 rig, which has been drilling for a, a number of operators in the Perth Basin for about the last 18 months. So it was always a goal to to get a rig that had uh, came with a, a crew that was very experienced and had very good efficiency. We've, we've done that. We expect the current incumbent of the rig, the operator that has it, to finish their well sometime around early next month, probably around the 7th or 8th maybe, and then it mobilizes to our Cervantes one location. We've got, as I said, we've got the environmental approvals and we are just started doing the uh, the land clearing for the access track and the pads. So it's, so it's very exciting times for our shareholders. Cervantes is 15 million barrels and it's uh, very much, if it comes in it, with uh, our 30% share would be transformational for our shareholders. Ken, you're you're moving to to prepare the pad and the access road and the rig should be on site there by sort of the end of March. Yeah, we, we think around about the second or third week, depending on the, the timetable of the preceding will. Uh, so certainly that's why we said it's to spud in March. Uh, we we think it will be in March, but most likely the uh, the second half. And uh, tell me, what's the trajectory for the well? Is it a vertical well or is it a deviated well? And what's the timing to get to the bottom that you target? Yeah, it's so we've um, we're, we're drilling inside a class three nature reserve, and hence we 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 took time with the environmental approvals uh, to to make sure we we're very sensitive to do the right thing and and not take out too much vegetation in the nature reserve. So we you know we have um, you know it's about a kilometre sort of step out from where the reservoir is. So we've got about a. A 30 degree, a moderately deviated well, and we're doing that so that we we can minimise the um, the clearing. So it's it's very doable. It's not from an offshore perspective, and I, I spent a lot of my career offshore. Drilling this well is is um, is pretty easy from a, a deviated well point of view. We are going through the cockatiel shale, so we'll take the necessary precautions. Uh, but the time timetable for the well, Peter, is. It's a it's about a twenty three day well on a sort of P fifty basis. We're going down to twenty seven hundred meters, just to the base of the Permian uh, sands, uh, down below the high cliff. So it's yeah, pretty quick well. Once we get going, we saw we saw another operator drill the Whalering well 
pretty fast. That was vertical. We're we're deviated, uh, but we've got a good directional company on board. So yeah, we're hopeful that we'll we'll drill in that time frame or or, or a little early if possible. Is it in two sections or three sections the drilling? Yeah, so we'll be putting in the thirty-three-eighths uh, casing. So it's two hole sections. So we're drilling the twelve and a quarter inch hole uh, down to the, around about the CADA, and then putting the nine and five-eighths casing. The thirty-three-eighths will be pre-installed with a smaller, um, you know, sort of shallow rig, and then we uh, will be drilling the eight and a half inch hole all the way through the Katmara coal measures down beneath the permian into the Homewood Shale. So it's, uh, yeah, two two hole sections, oh, eight and a half open hole at the bottom. Yeah, and the main target horizon is is what uh, sequence, what formation? So we're targeting the, uh, the, the Dongra, the Kingi and the High Cliff. So the Dongra has been produced the majority of the oil. There's about uh, quite a lot of oil uh, was produced, probably around 10, uh, 12 million barrels in eight in Hovia and about five in uh, Jingamaya uh, for the last 20 years. So that's very much has been the mainstay of oil production. We're in this oil production window um, and all the way out to Cliffhead. If you draw a line out, Cliffhead, uh, I think, produce a lot of oil from Irwin River coal measures out there. Um, so we are targeting the three Permian zones. And the reason we think there's oil in the Kingy and High Cliff, unlike the other operators, that of the Waitsia Field and and uh, West Erigulla and the um, yeah, other operators have been chasing gas. We think the reason there's oil there is the juxtaposition of uh, the the oil kitchen from the Cockatier Shale onto the two deepest Permian uh, sands, and we so we think it's oil it's oil bearing, and that's why we're uh, pretty convinced uh, that we'll we'll be producing oil uh, when we have a discovery into. Uh, into the, uh, the the processing facility three kilometres away, hopefully within uh, a nine twelve month period. So the processing facility is the uh, uh, offshore oil facility that's there. No, it's the it's the onshore Jingamaya plant. Oh, the Jingamaya, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's the closest. Uh, so we're just due sort of, I guess, uh, a little bit southwest of where. Uh, where the Jingamaya facility is, that's got a five and a half thousand barrel a day uh, capacity that that has been kept for for the um, the Jingamaya uh, production, and uh, we've got a very good um, tariff that that we've uh, that has been mentioned previously. We've got a very low tariff that has already been rearranged. So all we need to do, Peter, is put uh, probably a production line in and maybe a water injection line for the future. Uh, and that should take six, nine months. We're into production and off we go. So you've got a very fast path to market there. So um, can uh, will the um, drilling have logging while drilling or are you going to just pull out and do the normal electric logs? So no, we'll have some logging while drilling. We'll have uh, the induction, uh, the gamma ray and, uh, resistivity log on LWD. We're, we're not going to go in with a density neutron unless we have to, unless the whole conditions are sticky, but we'll run some wireline logs, take some samples. If we have a discovery, regardless of how many zones it is, we'll um, try and get some wireline oil samples. Uh, and if not, and we, we see a lot of shows, then we'd plan uh, a well test uh, as a typical well test, uh, probably a rigless well test. Yeah. In, in two, you know, we, we get approvals within two, three months. So we finished the well just around Easter. Maybe a bit before, then um, essentially by around the middle of the month, equipment pending, we would be doing a, a flow test, tank the oil, and um, 
fleet of the guys. The mean target for you uh, with your 30% would be about 5 million barrels. Is that the... That's right, just under 5. It's 4.6 million net to us. Now, we see the... With the current oil price at seven years high, at 90 US, and the exchange rate, it's an astonishing 125 Australian a barrel. Uh, so we have... Um, we're looking to take the oil out of Geraldton because BP is is um, not taking oil anymore. So we're we're starting that process of looking at uh, you know, tank um, storage at Geraldton, and the oil would be uh, trucked potentially. There is a railway line close by as well, which would take some trucks off the road if we had a huge discovery. So we're looking at all aspects of quickly taking uh, that oil up to Geraldton, getting some storage tanks and then um, exporting it as the as Buru do onshore up in the canning or as all the oil facilities do, they load it offshore and take it to, to Southeast Asia. The current oil price of 125 plus Aussies, you've got to be getting 80 or 90 uh, Aussie dollars a barrel sort of cash flow. Yeah. That's right. The, the margin is 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 enormous. Uh, so it's it's very high margin. That's why I called it, you know, you know, high impacts and and transformational in my announcement because a discovery, you know, it would would take us to the next to the next level in cash flow and profitability. And that's for a fifteen million barrel. What's your upside case? Is it like forty seven or something? I think to remember. It is. Yeah, the P ten is 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 huge. Uh, I think that. It's it's a number that we dream about, and uh, it could be. Uh, but we, uh, I'll, I'll stick to. That. I forget the P fifty will be laughing. Uh, we Origin made a lot of money out of producing five million barrels in Jingamaya, uh, so that was a third of what we're trying to chase here on a recoverable basis. So we, um, you know, so this is a really exciting well that a lot of the industry will be watching. Yeah, there are three targets there as well. So. Some of them might work, and some of them might not. So we'll have to wait and see further drilling. That's right. You know, it's um, you know, it's, as you know, expiration isn't one hundred percent guaranteed. Uh, you know, this well is a twenty eight percent chance of success, uh, and we've been conservative. Uh, we, you know, we've done a lot of work. My knowledge of the area of producing oil at the Jingamaya field was the reason I, myself, and my directors who farmed in really saw a big upside potential. And uh, it was a good thing to do. So you're carrying 50% of the, the cost? That's right. We pay 50 for 30% 30, for 30 interest. And so does Vin- Vintage do the same? Who We are our close partners on the Cooper and uh, the RCMA, who are the current incumbent operator. And by the way, we're project managing on this well on behalf of the operator RCMA. So we're very much involved in the outcome and, and uh, skin in the game. You get a fee for doing that as well on the side. <laughs> I couldn't possibly say. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's uh, that's good. Uh, we'll be watching very closely. That's going to be an exciting time in the Perth Basin. Uh, can we skip back up to the Cooper? Because I just want to give the listener a, an update on what's going on. You, you can uh, just uh, review what's going on, what you've found there in these two gas fields, Vale and Odin, you've got, um, uh, I think, 2P and 2C of 33 billion cubic feet of gas, which you're now looking to get into production. That's right. We've got, we're building a, a really serious production hub with the uh, Cooper Basin partners who are vintage and the operator and Bridgeport who are very experienced in the Cooper. Over the last two years, we've, we've, we've drilled... Um, Three wells tested one and fracked one at five and a half million standard cubic feet a day in, in 
in Valley, three wells, and then we had the discovery in Odin last year, which we tested at five and a half million static cubic feet a day. So at the moment, Odin is eight, eight um, BCF2C, but that test, and once we give the uh, independent reserve company um, the information on, on the test uh, and we, we work out a development plan, that will hopefully move in the fullness of time to reserve. But at the moment, it's 25 uh, reserve on Valley and eight on Odin. So we are... Um, we had some good news uh, back in December where uh, we, we've been going through the detailed design for putting a pipeline in down to the um, down to Santos's Beckler facility so we can tie into um, in, into Santos's Mumba processing facility. So they uh, we've done the detailed design on that, but we also needed to get a, a, a gas uh, agreement. We signed a heads of agreement with AGL uh, for nine petajoules of gas over a four and a half year period, which is uh, from a, an Odin gross point of view is less than 10% uh, of the reserves that uh, the independent reserve auditor gave us. So that's a great start, having a, a really good customer. Now, the next step for us is to, um, is to take that heads of agreement and turn it into a full-blown gas contract. Uh, so We've been working on that. The, the key thing is getting a processing agreement with Santos. Uh, and and they've, we've been working closely with these guys and overall the South Australia joint venture, which includes Beach. Uh, and that's just taken a little bit longer than we thought, but uh, everybody wins. It's a win-win. Santos get a, a cut of our, you know, our, our royalties going through, the, a, a cut of our revenue. Uh, and uh, so they want it to work. It's just the finer details, and we're getting close to that as we speak. And you'd be looking to sign up uh, additional uh, gas contracts to, because you're going to be producing maybe 10 or 15 million cubic feet a day initially? So we're looking at uh, initially to kick off. There's three wells that, that will be available. We're going to have to complete all three and, and frack two of these wells, Valley 2 and 3. Uh, we know Valley 1 produced about 5 million. So uh, you know, so we've got, uh, you know, the, the contract with um, AGL and uh, there's some flexibility in that. But we, we're, we're hoping to produce initially ab above 10, 12, 13 terajoules of gross gas a day. Uh, and then, um, you know, to see how these wells perform over a period of time. Uh, and we've got the interesting thing is that we're going to do a dual completion on each of them. We've got the Talachi. And the, uh, the 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 slightly tighter gas in the um, the Pachawara, so we're going to put a dual completion where we actually have two zones available to flow per well, uh, and we'll initially produce from the Pachawara and we'll open up a sliding sleeve and and see what the wells can do combined as well. So uh, we and so that's it's, it's, you know we we'll suck it and see on the production rates, but we uh, we're, we're hopeful we'll be able to get a good rate at all three wells. Yeah, and then you just drill another well every eight months or so and try and keep that production rate steady at 10 or 12 terajoules a day. Yeah, we're, we're hopeful that uh, we won't have to drill uh, future wells um, that quickly. Uh, it depends on what, are, you know, they, based, based on the work that uh, we're doing on the reservoir modelling, uh, we're hoping to be able to, what we want to do is self-fund future drilling. So get get the uh, the revenue out of this field and then fund future drilling uh, so we don't have to go back uh, to the shareholders 
uh, you know, for you know, particularly after we get into production. And are we likely to see molecules of methane going through a pipeline by the end of this calendar year? So our, our timetable that we've put out in is June the 30th. We've made some commitments to some long leads. Uh, the, uh, and we are, you know, we're, we're still hopeful uh, that we've, we've said publicly it's a, mid, a mid-year startup of gas. And, uh, you know, until I see a, a schedule that shows that we can't do it, that's what we're targeting. And so what, wholesale gas is currently about 8 to $10 Australian a gigajoule? Yeah, so I'm. This is where I, I hate dodging questions, but we are. You know, we it's the the deal we've done with AGL is commercial in confidence, and um, I'm I'm not going to say whether you're cold or warm, but yeah, the, we we needless to say we're we're comfortable. AGL are comfortable, and we're comfortable with sort of deal. And remember that I haven't said it in this podcast, but I maybe said it previously. Where, you know, we've got um, a prepayment coming from AGL. So it's uh, $50 million gross, 3.75 net to Met Gasco that's going to uh, help pay for the well work, the completions, the fracturing and the pipeline to bring the uh, the gas into production. So that's great. So it's, it's good to have a partner like AGL believing in the joint venture to, um, you know, in the long term. So we hope this four and a half year deal is the first of many. Well, if all goes well, Ken, uh, by the September quarter, you'll have gas revenue coming in from the Cooper and you'll also have an oil development under the belt and looking at ways of getting 5,000 barrels of oil a day into the market uh, and your share of that will be 30%. So very exciting time. So thanks for coming in to Stockhead today and updating the uh investors on our uh, rock yarn today much appreciated thanks peter and uh, it's, good, it's good to speak to you as always